Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another show of Feast of Films Theater. Today, starring Matthew Black and Ethan R. Hill. There, that's the intro. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to part two of our two-part Star Wars special, uh, episode 15, episode three. It's a confusing title for a confusing time. It's late. We're trying to record these intros and outros as we go, and here we are about to hop into the second part of our Star Wars discussion. So, here we go, I guess. So, Matt, we've been we've been to Kashyyyk. We have been to Utapau. Let's go back to Coruscant. Back to Coruscant. That's where all the action happens in this movie. Yep, that's where everything really important actually happens. Is it important, though, at the end of the day, did these movies need to exist? We'll answer that question by the end of this video. That, yeah. By the end of this podcast, we will, we will answer <laughs> whether or not these movies needed to happen. Truth, truth. So, uh, yeah, why couldn't Anakin just stay put? And that's like... Why he just stay there? The one thing, okay, the one thing I will give this film before everything hits the fan, and this is kind of where I start to get involved this is where i wake up and i'm like okay here we go this is the part episode three i get involved in and i actually enjoy for the most part um much more than i did the prior sections and so obviously we have the scene where anakin tells mace windu he's a sith mace windu tells anakin sit your ass down let me deal with this i'll be right back if like don't if this is move, true man you have gained my trust. yeah so first off you told him if, you don't trust him in the first place so great move there mace windu like but i want you to listen to that though if this is true you have gained my trust immediately cut to palpatine you're under arrest <laughs> yeah Not, hey, well i think they were gonna go arrest him regardless but then once they found out he may be a sith that up the danger profile of the situation i'm sure and then he doesn't even deny it he's just like yes yes i am um but anyway like obviously like you know that there's that whole scene and anakin goes and he waits and then padme's padme's over there looking out and they're connecting and there's that weird music whatever but one of the yeah, like, thing i like about this film is at the at its heart it's a tragedy right like it's very much romeo and juliet like every time i I want to say read, but anytime I'd ever watched or read Romeo and Juliet in high school or had to watch the films, whether it was like the old one or the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> like uh, classics. But every time I watched Romeo and Juliet or had to read it, at the end, I always wanted them to be okay. Like, and that's the thing about tragedies and the same with Macbeth. At the end, somewhere along in the story, I'm like, okay, this time they're going to make a different decision. And that's what's in my mind every time. And that's the same feeling I get when I watch this film. After everything See, that's, that's where... happened, after all the times I've seen this movie, I still, still want it to just, in this one pivotal moment, to be different. Anakin's gonna do something different. So, like, at the end of the day, it is a tragedy. And at the end of the day, it still draws me in. It gives me the same feelings as kind of those old Shakespeareans that, geez, man, if you just went... If it just went a different way, if one little moment, one thing changed, like that's all it would take, right? Uh, and obviously it doesn't happen because it's a movie and it plays exactly the same way every single time, um, which takes away all the excitement out of it. But I still feel like it would be different. It's a weird feeling to have when you're watching a movie and you know what's going to happen, but you're like, 
damn, I'm really rooting for you to make a different decision this time. Nope. Okay. Same shit. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, it's definitely his tragedy. Been a, you think there would have been a better way to get that across in that scene? Well, I don't think that scene, like with him and Padme, because like, because that's that's one of the <sighs> yeah, scenes no, okay, yeah, no, I I don't know if it's like that scene. I just think like the whole movie encompasses that idea at the end of the day. No, no, I, I, but like that's the I pivotal moment of him deciding to leave. It's like, dude, just keep your ass there, or don't cut I mean, off this, Mace Windu's hand. But this this movie is entirely Macbeth, but with like. Palpatine is Lady Macbeth, <laughs> possibly. Like that's yeah. that's a hundred percent what it is, and then Obi Wan is McDonald. Yeah, that's a hundred. That that's exactly what Tragedy. this tragedy. And like to me, I just think like I think there are better ways for them to get across the tragedy, and like maybe even start earlier because like when it starts, it doesn't stop, but it also almost happens too quickly, and you don't really get a chance to sit in the tragedy. Yeah, you know. Cause like, cause like you, you like you have that whole you have that the most you get to sit is that scene with him and Padme. But even then, when he runs off, no, I can't even say that. You know exactly what's gonna happen when he runs yeah. off. There's no mystery. There's no like, oh well, maybe he's gonna go and help them arrest. No, Mason like that. Help them wait that's that's the like, pivotal moment. And I, and I think they do in that scene. Like whether it could be done differently, I'm sure it could have been. But like I think they did an all right job for what the film was and what it's going for and like again up until that point it had been very comedic even the grievous and obi-wan fight right like there was obviously very comedic elements once you hit that was the last real once you hit game. that point though like shit gets real after that right like it, it's it's a, again a story of two films where now you that's that scene is like the bridge between what the movie was and what the movie now is which is also in its own way what the republic and the jedi were compared to what they are at the end of the film do you think that that scene yeah, as that was intentional the whole as opposed to having anakin and padme staring at each other in a weird kind of connection thing do you think it would have been better if anakin would have just gone with mace windu in the first place and would have started fighting with Mace Windu, and then slowly throughout the battle, start mm. fighting against Mace Windu. No, I like where it ended up. I'm okay. I'm okay with like Anakin and Padme having that moment, even if it wasn't a moment with Padme. Um, another way they could have done it is maybe just kind of. Because uh, we talked about this in the other Star Wars episodes too, right? Like this whole story arc of Anakin revolves around loss, right? The loss of Qui-Gon, the loss of his mother. Now the impending loss of Padme, right? Is what is true mm -hmm. at the end of the day, biggest motivation is. Um, among obviously other Palpatine manipulations. But if they had a scene where, you know, he had a, he, he, he it could express a certain way that he was thinking about Qui-Gon, thinking about the loss of his mom thinking about the loss of Padme and then like going there. Um, and ultimately that's probably possibly what he was thinking of. We just don't know. What we do know is through their implied connection is that he, he realizes like, I can't live without her. Like this isn't, I can't stand by and let this happen. Like I can't let Palpatine die. That was the yeah, choice he like, made. To, to me, I still think like, I don't know why, but I feel like there just would have been a stronger it would have been stronger choreography wise. It would have been really cool, which the choreography in the scene is actually really good regardless. 
um, in the lightsaber fight. <laughs> um, but I think it would almost have been more interesting to actually have, like, because obviously in a fight, they still talk. Yeah. They have in, like, almost every single one, but almost, like, actually have some of that dialogue where they're just sitting there not moving happen during a lightsaber duel where you have moments where suddenly it does become a three-way fight. It becomes a... Mace Windu is like, okay, well, do I have to also kill Anakin on top of this? Like, like what's going on? And, like, even pa Palpatine's thinking the same way. It's like, oh, well, do it, can I convince him? Do I have to kill him too? And then there's Anakin being like, well, I don't know who I'm going to kill. Like, what's going a on? Physical, a physical like, battle that very much visually expresses Anakin's in-betweenness of the dark and the light. Basically a battle for his soul yeah. rather than just... Rather than just I cut off a guy's in arm a very in a him. very visual way. No, I can't get that. And I think I think, and again, that way I wouldn't have been as upset if there was at least a cool lightsaber fight with a few people. It would have been less upsetting when the three Jedi Masters that walked in with Mace Windu got killed in the <laughs> first got, two minutes of that. Just fight. got wrecked. Kit Fisto blocks two hits. Yeah. Everyone else, like I think one and done. Officer pointed out to me that. The first guy wasn't even looking. <laughs> He's just looking that way. They're going in to arrest him. Why aren't you paying attention to what you're doing? You have doing? your lightsaber out. He's like, oh, look, a moth. Oh, ooh. oh there's a ghost in my friend's back. <laughs> oh, look, a floating orb. <laughs> like, it just doesn't, like, it didn't make sense. But when you get into the meat and potatoes of that fight, I really like it because, like, around this time I was getting into, like, the expanded lore and all that kind of stuff. And it's really cool to see mace windu and palpatine's fighting styles almost match each yeah. other because in expanded lore mace windu is studying lightsaber techniques used by the sith well like he he side. masters and, like his jedi form or whatever is one that like not many jedi use and it is like somewhat connected it, to the dark side yeah so it would make sense to have them parallel each other and have them like actually have that like have that moment where like i like that moment where they're both up top like this this doesn't make any sense to fight with your hands up top and like be swinging like that doesn't make any yeah. sense but they make it work yeah like and i think that's kind of the thing that i don't know maybe there's I shouldn't say there's not enough lightsaber fights in this film because like there oh there's like more lightsaber fights in this plenty. film than there are in any other one. They're just most of them are shorter. Most of them are just well, like I mean, bits and like, pieces. It feels like they're lacking substance. Yeah, like that's where like for me my favorite lightsaber fight in the entirety of the franchise is Episode Six. Oh, like, hands down, like episode Episode Eight has a good one. Um, even Episode Nine has a good one when they're like on the. The water thing yeah i disagree that's, that one didn't do anything for me there's emotion yeah and that's the thing Emo lightsaber fights to me at the end of the day shouldn't be flashy they should have emotion yeah and honestly until you get to the obi-wan and anakin one there's no emotion no and it and just like an episode and that's what's in episode five yeah we have that emotion in episode six we really, really have, have that emotion yeah like it's not the flashiest, but it's the emotion, right? And that, and that's, and that's good story. And that's good storytelling when it comes to like combat and conflict, right? Like it's not just supposed to be combat and conflict for the sake of it, but like 
but it, it's something that internalizes emotionally with the characters, right? Like it's an extension of the story and the conflict that you're telling that's, you know, already in them or within, you know, between the two characters, like the, the climax of that tension. And that's what you get, of course, when you get to the end of the film. But yeah, a lot of these fights in this film, whether it's, you know, the Anakin Obi-Wan versus Dooku, like that one was really short. Obi-Wan got done dirty and there wasn't really much emotion. It was just to make a point. Um, it's, it's the, used the to Anakin, characters. exactly. It, that's exactly what it's used for in this film. Used to remove characters, uh, and the same with Obi Wan and Grievous. The same with Sidious and Mace Windu. Like there's just there's not that emotional connection because these characters haven't had that built up tension for the course of the film, right? Like a lot of them, it's like like Grievous was at the beginning of the film, but then the next time they fight, then is the next very next time they see each other, right? So obviously, there's not a build up of tension. Um, well, even if whereas we through the rest like, of the characters, there are. If we, even if we would have seen like scenes where Palpatine and Mace Windu disagreed theologically on how to like how the or they were more at odds, yeah. But you don't that see that, more yeah. Sense, but no, and like that's that's where again it's lacking. Like it's just it's it's, it's just a cold. Something. It's just a cold execution of what needs to happen in the story. Also, why did Anakin cut off Mace Windu's arm? Um, I think the bigger question here, before we get to that exact moment, because I know we're talking about, too, the visualization of Anakin between the light and the dark and the pole, who has who, who's on which side. I think that did happen. It just happened in a different way than you were saying. Because you have yeah. the lightsaber fight between Mace Windu and Palpatine. Mace Windu seemingly wins. And I say seemingly because I'm pretty sure Sidious didn't lose to Mace Windu. Oh, he totally throws like he did he knew Anna, he could feel anakin was coming he told he had to make him again manipulation right to make himself vulnerable he's the one who's gonna die the jedi are evil blah 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 i think sidious it, sidious is the one who actually breaks the window isn't he i don't know who broke the window it looked like I say he's they the both who... did an outward flash with their sabers so it could have been a combined effort to be honest or the window just breaks who knows <laughs> like like it looks like a setup in all honesty it looks like it's it's the whole also no, insidious loses his lightsaber wait no he doesn't because he has why doesn't he have a lightsaber by episode six he chooses he doesn't need one i guess or doesn't like i don't think sidious is a person who actually gives two craps about his lightsaber at the end of the day he has two he does movie. have two lightsabers yeah but he doesn't use them at the same time no either. but he has two of them yeah <laughs> Just to say he can have two of them. Yeah, just because he's that badass. Um, he's not, like, huge on lightsabers. And, like, that's very clear. Even just how he combats. Like, he fights Yoda at first, but then it goes quickly to, you know, the Force. And Force Lightning and Powers. Like, that's how they have their fight. For the majority of it, right? Besides the first couple clashes there. So Sidious is much more of a Force user. I think compared to... Uh, a lightsaber wielder and at the end of the day if you're the emperor and all the jedi are pretty well dead i don't think he feels like he needs uh to have a lightsaber on him i suppose so he probably doesn't need it it's not a necessity um but yeah no i i definitely think palpatine set that up so that when anakin walked in now anakin does have to make that choice between light and dark now he can pull him towards his side by being the you know the victim by being the one who's going to die and with him remind Anakin that if I die, so does your wife. Like, you know, uh, then he electrocutes his face. 
And then he real, but then like that. So this is the point that doesn't make sense to me. Because he does this, he stops Mace Windu yeah. from doing something that is arguably wrong. Like Anakin is technically right in that decision that no, they need to arrest. Palpatine. Sure, super hypocritical, <laughs> super hypocritical because he just cut off Dooku's head like an hour earlier. But yes, he's mm-hmm. not wrong. The Jedi are supposed to take their uh, prisoners. Prisoners. Um, so why didn't then, Anakin just block his lightsaber with his lightsaber? Because because Anakin's true intention was like, or... "F you, Maze Windu, I'm gonna de." Yeah, what have so I done? Anakin, Anakin could have won the situation very easily. He he blocks Mace Windu's thing. He cuts off his arm, and Mace Windu then dies at the hands of the Emperor. And this is all going off the fact that technically, apparently, there's cameras everywhere. Which, again, we'll talk about later. Um, but, so, he kills... He helps kill Mace Windu. But then Palpatine really kills him. But he helps kill Mace Windu by stop, stopping him doing him something... Stopping him from doing something illegal. Mm. So then, Palpatine does that. Anakin could have easily just killed Palpatine as well. And he could have walked away punishment-free. Yeah, but then and how does he I save Padme? Like... He wasn't stopping Mace. Like he wasn't stopping. Literally, he wasn't no, stopping you know Mace Windu because oh, Mace Windu was gonna do something wrong. He was stopping. He was <laughs> stopping Mace Windu because he didn't to want answer, Padme to die. Like it was all about to Padme. Answer your question, though. Was that a question? question? I thought it was a statement. <laughs> no, you asked how was he gonna save Padme. Oh yeah, okay. By doing exactly what I just said, because then Padme wouldn't have been like distraught about him killing younglings and losing the will to live. But we'll he didn't know more. that. Oh, but he's he's got enough foresight to use pod racers, but he can't get a clear image of the force. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Plot. <laughs> Conveniences. So anyway. But then, yeah, no, then the turn to the force or to the dark side of the force right after that always bugs me. Always. Where it's just like, what have I done? And then immediately his next line is like, I will do whatever you want. And it's like, hold, what? What? And then that's when that's when immediately. His whole his whole thing is just like, I've done something terrible, therefore the Jedi are evil. <laughs> well no and that's and that's what? exactly what <laughs> that's why the like, film needed to go more like pay give more attention to the manipulation of the emperor it needed to even, make it a little bit more clear because it was ultimately at the end of the day the emperor's manipulation between palpatine uh not between palpatine padme the, the emperor's uh, manipulation with anakin regarding padme and his manipulation of Anakin regarding the Jedi was to create this view that he could easily mold into what he needed Anakin to be at the end of the day, right? Like everything, Anakin needed Palpatine alive at the end of the day. He needed him, and he needed him to learn how to save his wife. He didn't know he was the reason his wife would ultimately die. Um, He was just trying to save her because of all the other losses. Because this is compiled, right? This is compiled on Qui-Gon. This is compiled on his mother. This is now he's facing the loss of his wife. And he can't handle any more loss. And he's done with it. He even made the vow, right? Like, I'm never going to lose anyone again. I'm going to be the most powerful Jedi ever. Like he said that in 2, right? 
so to get that power, he thinks he needs Palpatine and to do what Palpatine tells him to. And then, you know, the Jedi have been holding him back. They haven't let him save the ones he loves. To hell to with this them. point, though, that's... <laughs> but that's where I think, to me, for this point, there, there becomes an acting-slash-writing problem. Because Anakin should not question his convictions of what he just did. At that moment, especially since he's saying that the Jedi are evil, like, literally his reaction should have been, like, like when Palpatine gets up and stuff like that, is like, holy crap, I almost died. Anakin's reaction should have been like, I can't believe Mace Windu just tried to kill you. I can't believe that what I just saw, what I had to do in order to stop him from, like, taking control. Mm -hmm. Like, there should have been more conviction in what Anakin saw and what he believed, rather than, oh, I'm so sad, and I'll do whatever you want now. Well, I think... He should have been, like, he should have been on... Palpatine's side 100% at that point been like no this proves exactly this proves everything this proves that the Jedi are evil like holy crap this proves this is why Padme's gonna die because they want control they keep saying they don't but they do they want control more than Palpatine does like yeah I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say you're wrong your logic is very much um your logic is sound it's sound I get what you're saying and how they could erode and stuff um I just I agree with you. I just don't really have a problem with how they did it in this film. Um, I agree it could have been done a different way, but it doesn't bug me how they did it. Uh, because the first thing, like, what have I done? Like, that is out of a person who did something on pure instinct, emotion, reaction. Like, I think that's the shock of it. It wasn't because you got to remember in that scene, too. He didn't have a lot of like he wasn't sitting there like pondering everything over while Mace Windu was like deflecting the lightning. He had time to think. And clearly he had already made up his mind by the look on his face. Um, but then Mace Windu but then lifted his, the but then Mace Windu lifted his lightsaber and was going to swing like he had to make a decision. It's Palpatine or Mace at this point. Right. Like he just and he acted. So I think that was just I think it was just a shock to him. I think it was just a shock. Like, it it's, wasn't it's, done because the Jedi are evil. It was done because he loves his wife, and that's who he's choosing at the end of the day. And But, like, what he had to do was something terrible. There's just, there's too much, there's, there's, it happens too Flip quick. Flip-flop, like, back and forth, it, like, it, too quick. Yeah, yeah it, it happens too fast. It, that That's where it needed to be, like, even if it was Palpatine, as opposed to him being menacing, shadowy, yes good Anakin with the weird yeah. voice and the weird face and like it's weird and it's uncomfortable and i don't like i it. love I don't it like it it's not good <laughs> i love the um, palpatine look like i wouldn't want it personally clearly but like i love it for the character it's a little creepy and the angles are really weird too and i'm not a huge fan of it because it looks suggestive at certain angles where it's i have like, never thought of that ever but okay <laughs> now you're gonna <laughs> You're welcome. I have, I have ruined episode God three. God damn it. Um, but the whole thing with it is just, it's so, like, it, there should have almost been, like, a fatherly moment where, like, Palpatine gets down to his level and is like, yeah, like, like I know you're sh in shock right now. I know, I, I can't believe that. I have more of a connection, a character that, connection. Oh, that I disagree with, because Palpatine is never his father. Maybe to Anakin, Palpatine, like maybe like to Anakin, Palpatine was a Palpatine mentor, was a father. Sure, yes, a hundred. No, okay, but to Anakin, that's what it was. But to Palpatine, it was all about manipulation. That's how those people work. 
it's all about manipulation. Like there That's was never any the manipulation. The manipulation should have continued, but it didn't. It stopped the manipulation. Like. At that point, his mask is off. He's like, "This is who I am," and Anakin's like, "I'm fine with." He this. already had he had problem. Anakin at that point, though. I I I don't I disagree with you. But I I think it could have been more. I think there could have been something. More. I disagree with you. I thought for the most part that scene was fine. Like I agree, like maybe some of the choice wording could have been done differently. But at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with it, and I probably wouldn't change it. Yeah. I I, I, I wouldn't change it. I guess we have to disagree, agree to disagree at this one. That's the one because scene I would change like everything about. No, no, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, from an emotional standpoint, like it makes sense, and I would rather have that than like but you don't sit in it. You don't get to sit in Anakin's decision. You're immediately like he's immediately like it's the same scene where he's like, yes, what? Tell me what to do. Tell me what our plan is, where we can destroy the Jedi. Bah, and it's like. What's going on? Well, no, I mean, seconds. like he killed Mace Windu. Where, where, where is he gonna go? If he wants to save his wife, there's only one place. Like, there's only one way so the, he can so go. The, he has one choice at this point. Like, he made the his choice. Choice is to kill all the Jedi to become powerful enough to save his wife. That's literally what Palpatine tells him, right? Like, does he say? He that? does, does he say, say that. If you kill the Jedi, then you're gonna gain more power. Because like, this isn't a Highlander situation. Anakin should know this. No, no, this that, a, uh, that's what he says. Kill all the Jedi. And we have to kill. We have to kill the Jedi. How how does it? I'm trying to remember how he says it. That's pretty. That, this is how much I had got to like actually watch the film because my kid was jumping on me. Um, uh, be ruthless. Show no mercy. <laughs> like right. Like we have to destroy everyone. Or else it'll be civil war without end. And then on, only then will you be powerful enough to save your wife. Like that's literally like the line, right? Only then will you be powerful enough to save your wife. And that's the manipulation, right? Like that's what this whole thing is all about. And that's what Anakin's been arc better. has been all about. Leading up to like from Qui-Gon to his mom. Now to Padme. Like this is what the whole story of loss and what loss will do to a person and what someone what extents someone will go to because of that loss like now if it was just padme and he had never lost anyone before and this is the first one i'd be like okay i i see what's happening but because he has experienced so much impactful loss in his life already up to that point it totally makes sense to me why he'd be so completely driven to go against that to try and save his wife by any means necessary like emotionally that totally and 100 percent makes sense to me that's the only thing that like in this whole like trilogy to me that i'm like the execution of that was on point like it made sense it works i don't need to change anything that's what it was and to me it makes sense but yeah, that's the one we'll have to agree to disagree, I guess, on that. I, I think I think I think we can agree to disagree, but the <laughs> real answer is that you're wrong. Well, the real answer is uh, the real answer is you're just not. I don't know. Who who are you gonna trust, audience? Are you gonna trust a filmmaker <laughs> or a or married you... man? <laughs> <laughs> or a I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm just saying like and, and maybe that's honestly the difference too, right? Like we experience different things and we see different things through our perspectives, through our life, right? Like how we live our life and how we experience our life. And like 
for me to like as a father if it was about my kids or like about my wife like would i make the same choices as anakin i'd be hard pressed to say like i don't know like i'd be hard pressed to say i absolutely wouldn't like especially if i was in that same situation i'm not gonna lie like i'm just i'm saying like that's why god didn't give me the force man because at the best i'd be a great jedi like i'd want to do good but like (laughs) i may just end up killing you cut me off in traffic man you may just end up dead i'm just saying like that's just how it would be just a nice little just off the road there you go buddy but Uh, but i'm saying like for me and like how anakin deals with all this stuff like and again yeah it's not just him it's his unborn kids too right like i i totally get why he'd just go all in he made an emotional decision it made sense to him and now he's gotta walk the walk right and he gets trapped in that life. And that's the that's the cost of that manipulation. That's the end, end goal. He gets trapped. And there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go but deeper. Like, and that's the tragedy of it all. Because, like, after you kill a bunch of Jedi, like Mace Windu, right? Like, maybe he could go back and explain things. Maybe. But, like, literally, after you wipe out the temple, the man, like, they ain't going no, back. Yeah, after the wi- no, he... he- he crossed the line at the temple and killing the younglings. Yeah, like, but like he could have gone back to the temple and been like, "Yo, so Mace Windu was like gonna break the code, and I tried to stop him, but I accidentally killed him." <laughs> Oops. Yeah, literally, like, and they would have been like, "Oh, okay, no, I don't think they'd be like, oh, okay, man." He was like the head of their Jedi Council. I don't think they'd be like, "Oh, okay." I think he'd have. I think that tyrannical a hole died. I think he would. I, oh my! Goodness. I think he would still some problems. But the whole point of the Jedi, like, uh, the whole point of that, um, the Jedi temple scene was to really just cement that foundation, cement that commitment to the dark side, right? Because if you're killing kids, man, you gotta be, your commitment's gotta be there now. Oh, I I had no problem, I had no problem with the Jedi scene. I thought, like, I think that the immolation scene, that entire moment of Order 66 and killing the younglings killing all the jedi master like that's still like that was well done yeah like the music dude we use we use the music in our star wars yeah i I still listen to that i listen to that there's a couple bits of music there um that one specifically and the one where like palpatine's giving a speech and obi-wan and yoda walking around the temple like who could have done this like those are two pieces of music that i play very often because i'm like oh i just they got the emotion in them i love it you need to you need to write a sad scene you listen to that yeah that's it man that's it but like it's it's man like it is heart-wrenching like it's again these characters and that's for me, I always felt cheated because I wanted more time with the Jedi Masters yeah. and then to watch them all get killed one after the other. Mm-hmm. Although it does raise questions about like how they couldn't really defend themselves better. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and I guess... But then here's the thing, and this is where... like also confusion, I guess. And, and like the element of surprise at the end of the day, right? Like, here's the context of skipping the whole clone wars you don't have the context of three years right like for us when you're watching that film you think episode two oh the clones just showed up okay they're just clones but like these jedi have built relationships with every one of those clones who are in those squads that shoot yeah. them dead right like they're friends they're allies they're brothers and sisters in arms at the end of the day right like so they're not expected to get shot dead from their own clones at all like it's not like oh we just got this group of clones with me and then you get shot dead it's like nah there were they were 
tight. They were tight. Like, and that, and when you watch like the well, Clone Wars really... series, you actually, and I don't know. Did you see like the new, the last episodes there that they released on no, Disney Plus? Yet. When Order Sixty Six happens, really... man, like it's an emotional moment, and you're like, damn. It just adds to the gravity of what happens in well, like, this film, but yeah. The two ones that really get me um, are specifically Keaton yeah. one day because you see it on his yeah. face, like you see the shock on his face when they turn on him. Yeah, and he does, and he does pretty. He at good least blocks a couple. Him. Yeah. Um, and then I can never remember her name. I want to say Sakura. Ela Sakura. Yeah. The, yeah. The the Twi'lek. Yeah. Yeah. Even her reaction on Felucia. Yeah. The other, the other guys were all like caught off just no clue yeah blue coon man was in his ship poor poor oh i feel so bad for him man i like blue coon he was badass he looked cool as hell that was the main reason we all just liked him was because he looked yeah well because he didn't really have he didn't do anything else in the movies but like you know (laughs) but like he looked cool as hell but like no like it's one of those things it, it that that moment was well executed little again the cutting away to padme i think worked but also was still like like it made sense, but it didn't because she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But like, even just that, I don't know. Like, and again, it's it's a PG thirteen movie, and it's made for kids. I would have liked to have seen more destruction in the temple, temple, and more loss. Well, like what we saw. Uh, yeah, but, the and that's the thing. It was made for kids, right? So that's like they could only imply like. Give like, hints I to what happened see, no, in the temples. I did not yeah. need to see younglings getting. No, no, but like, see that. So like, but there is a scene in like, the, like the video game, and I think it was in the novelization as well for Revenge of the Sith, where like the li- the old like bitchy ass librarian comes up to Anakin, and he literally like lifts her up and like <laughs> like throws her onto his lightsaber like with the force. Like it was like, it's like sick as hell that scene. Um, so that would have been something yeah, cool, but obviously that would push it over the you know yeah. the kid but limit like it, rating it but. works like even just even just the whole like master skywalker there's too many of them what, what are we, we gonna, gonna do and just <sighs> nothing but like 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 yeah like man like it just it like that scene still still hits yeah. on a whole it, it hits and then we cut to yoda feeling everything and then suddenly i'm like oh okay well it's, it's fine yoda's not gonna die. yeah he'll figure that shit out like yeah. i think like and that's where I almost wonder if we needed to see Yoda survive that, because like we knew. No, no, you got you have to see it. Yeah, and you you need you need to take the audience out of that moment. You yeah, need, you need to have at least one moment of triumph to continue the yeah. story, right? Um, even honestly, that's I'll counter the sound the sound of the creature. I disagree with you. In when it gets shot off the okay, like thing. when it's dying and if that was like the sound it makes when it's dying cool i was fine with that but when it sounds like it's dying the whole damn movie <laughs> that's when i have a problem oh well, speaking of another I sound design on utapau i'm just gonna like rewind real quick and go back when general grievous is fighting obi-wan and he's like what 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 i'm like jesus christ like yeah. why 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 i didn't need that i didn't need that motorcycle chase that didn't make yeah but like no like his did you hear like no like the noises grievous was making when he was fighting obi-wan and he would like throw him and he's like what what, what we are like he was making like kung fu noises it's like what are you doing man like that was another thing so it's just a couple of the audio things anyway back to know the other scene there 
but Obi-Wan got lucky, right? Like, it, it just it just didn't kill him, and he fell, he was able to fall into water. Like, if there's no water, he'd be dead. Like, <laughs> but he also conveniently gets his lightsaber back right before that. <laughs> Plot. Nice. He lost it to get it yeah. back. To lose it. Yeah. And, like, but no, man, like, it just, like, it. I don't know. It just it hits in a specific, it hits in a very rough way, and again, I think the fact that we as the audience know who's behind it, and Anakin and Obi Wan have no idea. Obi Wan, yeah, Yoda, Yoda, Yoda and Obi Wan have no idea what happened. Yeah. And then, on a flip side with this, we know the Jedi are getting hunted systematically. We know that they're getting killed now. Why did they open up the view screen in the ship to like talk to <laughs> that one guy when, like, I I like, I've, I've seen how those work. I've always just assumed he couldn't see him. He can only, but that doesn't. It make wouldn't sense make sense. It doesn't make sense. But screen. like, there there's only one way works. that that would work is that like we could see that guy, but that guy couldn't see the ship because clearly the Jedi are sitting right smack dab in front of him. So well, like, he's looking right at. Right at Organa, he's looking yeah. at him. It's so it's just you guys push in for a close up. It's one of those things, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those like all, all right. We'll just accept. We'll, we'll just accept, accept that as it is. Yeah. We'll just ignore oh, it. Oh man, no! Even like even uh, Organa showing up to the temple uh, there, and that kid getting oh, gunned down. Such a good, yeah. Such a good scene. Such a good moment. Just and like this is where this film like gets me now like because now i'm now i'm invested right like now i'm connected like we had like these big emotional moments and now we have to deal with the fallout of that and like how's it all going to come together and how are they like obviously you know maybe people are like how's vader getting in a suit but it's like how are these emotional conflicts going to get resolved um to at least so that there's hope in the end right because it's a pretty well, dire like, situation like, it just seems like the solution is super easy, though, because it's like, okay, well, we did this. Okay, well, now we just wipe out the Jedi. We wipe out the Separatists, and now Empire. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but really? And no, no, that totally makes sense, right? You just kill the Jedi, kill the leaders on the other side, done deal. Because like, at the end of the day, Palpatine was the leader of both sides. Like, it was his, he was just fighting himself the whole damn time. Like, this whole war was a manipulation of Palpatine. Like, the whole... Like, that's the most ridiculous thing. How does one person regain so much power and influence on both sides that he can create his own war and win both <laughs> sides? Like, and that was that was the genius of, like, his plan. Like, not only did he manipulate Anakin in a very, like, specific way. Like, he manipulated the entire galaxy, which is ridiculous when you think about, it. like, the scale of that. And the balls you have to have to actually pull that off and be like, yeah, I could probably do this. Like, come up with that plan, Ethan. And then be like, yeah, no, this is doable. Like, <laughs> the balls you'd have to have a, is ridiculous. I'm not a character. I know. I'm just saying, as a person, um, you have to have, like, just ridiculous. But, yeah. So, so, so now it's time for, time for a question. So... Does the Jedi Temple have cameras everywhere, or did Palpatine come to the Jedi Temple? I think that, I think what's implied is that Palpatine came to the Jedi Temple, because the scene where Anakin's kneeling in front of him, we never saw that, like, in his office at all. It's, no, it seems like a really weird, it seems like a weird moment to have on camera. 
I understand the purpose. It's again, it's yeah. plot. It's what we've said throughout this entire thing. It's a plot point, but like, it didn't bug me that much. It? What was the purpose to it? Um, what 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 does he say in that again? Because he doesn't tell him where he's gonna go. No. Because he finds out from Padme. I don't know. I can't remember if he was like, you have brought peace to our empire or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. Obviously, the point was to, like, inform Anakin and Yoda that... All all I know... What was going on? Is... All I know is that whatever was being played, Ewan McGregor had zero idea because that is the one... The one moment in the entire trilogy of him playing Obi-Wan that I think his acting was bad. When he turns it off and says, I can't watch any more of this. It's not a good line delivery. It's not a good moment because there's just not. It's like he clearly doesn't know what's happening there. What he's looking he, at. Like, to me, he, he has no idea what's going on. He is, it's very much like. I never noticed that and I thought about it. Like, like if it was him watching Anakin slaughter younglings and then he turns it off. Cool. That makes sense. But to ha- like have him watch that and then watch the speech or the conversation between Sidious and Anakin, and that's what makes him go like, no, this is too much. It's like, hold on, you just watched genocide of like a bunch of children, and that was fine. But like, I guess, your, I guess your, it was impactful. Best cheating, on I guess you? it was. No, that's not just cheating, but it's like his little brother who he like pretty much raised mm-hmm. just decided to become a homicidal maniac. Like, uh, but just, and that's the problem. Join the other the, side. The delivery. The delivery of the line wasn't there to back up that emotion and to back up that reaction, right? Like it just fair enough. I've never given it much thought. Much thought, and that's probably that's probably a good reason why. Like it just there wasn't anything of over significance. It, they, well, they they move on so quickly. yeah, they're immediately like, okay, well, well, now we got to deal with the, the situation. The yeah, I like how they can just scramble the signal from there too, and just be like, nope, we're gonna change this distress signal, and be like, hey guys, stay away, and then no one checks. No it. one checks it after that. Yeah, no, just like, oh no, they're like, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, it's cool, we don't man, need to who, make sure. Who, who we, killed all? Who man. killed all these troopers here? Like, oh, he has a couple of Jedi. Huh? You think you think we should? You <laughs> think we should check this signal box? Oh, no, probably not. No, no they're probably, probably just nothing. Picking up some. Hey, did you see the... They probably left their you leftover know, lunch in the fridge or something. Getting that. Oh, yeah. It's just... Makes sense. Dude, it's just the dialogue from episode four where they're like... <laughs> those two stormtroopers are chilling out and Obi-Wan hits the tractor beam and then they're like, hey, what was that? Ah, it's probably yeah, nothing. It's that's exactly hey, what... It's, it's like the same two guys, too, probably. <laughs> hey, what's with all these They're just bodies? really old. Ah, it's probably yeah, nothing. Yeah, same two guys. Like... It... I don't know, man. Like it, it still works, I guess. But there are just some weird, like. Also, Yoda gets brutal. At, like at this, like, the stuff that Yoda does to the clone troopers. Oh, he isn't. Is arguably, arguably more brutal than what Anakin did to the. He Jedi. isn't effing around at that point. Like, his whole like Jedi order just got wiped out. Like he isn't effing around, man. Like he's, he's, he's like bones. I'm just gonna fucking wreck your shit. <laughs> One of the other things that I guess that is that I like about this scene is I guess it's before technically they find the videotape and all that kind of stuff. But like while they're investigating the temple and breaking in, right? Yoda and Obi-Wan are just wrecking up some clones and they find the bodies. Like that's the same time that the speech is happening in the big, you know, in the Senate. Like Palpatine's giving his speech and like, oh, the Jedi right. deformed me. And then 
Like we're gonna we're gonna create the first empire. Like it was such a cool moment. Like I just love the music, and everyone's like just cheering and applauding as he's like, "I am now the emperor of the freaking galaxy." That was such a cool moment. Like that. Ultimately, that was well, the yeah, end of his like, plan, right? Like that was that was everything he's been working towards. But like, and it's horrifying. It'd be horrifying to experience something like that in real life. And just like as Padme said, like, this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. Like, he manipulated everybody. And I just, I don't know. That combined with them going into the temple and seeing, like, the death and destruction they brought, like, this is a powerful well, it's, scene. It's juxtaposing this, it's juxtaposing each other because it's literally this guy talking about how great everything is. Yeah. And everything's gonna be mixed with the reality literally all this death and destruction yep. like it would literally be it literally be taking not to get political again or to bring it up but like literally take like any of trump's speeches about make america great again with footage of all the riots and all the stuff for coronavirus like everything going on in the states and how they are and how much they are edit that together and it's the same yeah. scene it's literally it's it's someone blowing smoke up people's butts being like hey guys yeah we're we're amazing we're so good look at how great we are no no don't pay attention to that burning jedi temple over <laughs> well the they're order. the enemies right so like they should be happy that those people are you know that violence is being disposed on those people and we're gonna hunt them down don't worry about it no problem right and that's, well, like, that's and that's where like the I same think... way all authoritarians do it but I think that's where, like, what I said earlier, where I would have liked to have seen more disdain towards Jedi from the regular populace mm -hmm. kind of come into play. I think that would have made that more effective, too, because 100% that is them cheering for, like, oh, hey, these people I didn't like in the first place. Like, no no one in that crowd was like, but I know the Jedi. They wouldn't just try and take over Pelt. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. But in that, but that's the other thing, too. Most of these guys are all just politicians, right? They're not even the regular folk who would probably, like, interact with Jedi, like, a whole lot. Like, they're just like, oh, that was a good they're speech. Just, that was a good speech. Well, no, Palpatine's their guy, right? <laughs> he's been their guy for, at that point, like, 13 years. Like, he's been in power way longer than, like they said in the film, like, that his, than his uh, appointed time, as long as he should have been um but he's their guy like they've totally bought in on that and obviously he's manipulated them into buying in on <coughs> no Sorry, problem <laughs> obviously he's manipulated them into buying into his ideas and just him well, him in general not even like what he does it's just just in him and what he says so considering his whole thing like he was supposed to be voted out in episode two yeah like that, like his terms like he already were served up. a yeah. ten year term, and then he's like, "Oh, but emergency yeah. power." Hey guys, let's continue this party. And everyone was like, right. "Cool, man!" And then they just kept being cool with it. It's because the politicians are like, "War? You mean more money? Okay, sure, emergency power." Here well, you. at the end of the day, it wouldn't be too crazy, and that's why I think that's ultimately. It's just how George put that all together is actually very accurate and way how these types of governments and emperors and powerful people rise to power, right? 
Well, wait, you thought we listened to that weird frog guy? No, I, could care. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention at all. I just that Jar Jar guy, yeah. And again, like, yeah. and again, like, you see it, right? Like, you know, uh, when people say nothing and people don't stand up and be, you know, change for, you know, stand up for what's right, that's how these, these guys went. And that's how they did in Star Wars. And I just thought it was just super smart. Like, obviously, George did his research. Obviously, he did his research because he had to come up with an idea and a concept of how some one person becomes an emperor and takes over a republic, right? He did his research. I, I can't believe that me and you haven't discussed about how actually they completely, as soon as Jar Jar served his purpose. Oh, he gone, gone man. He gone. Just, gone. Goodbye, Jar Jar. Excuse me. Man, he, then, he served his purpose a long time ago. See you later, Jar Jar. Like you think you you see I guess you see him at the end with Padme's yeah at the funeral. funeral that's it. Well, like he did not need to be in this nothing. film. So I don't. Well, and he wasn't <laughs> like no, and he, he didn't need to be. Line. Terrible, terrible. Man. All right, so then so what? I'm trying to think. I'm like, say, what, what happens next? next now? And then. Uh, Anakin goes off to Mustafar. Obi Wan visits Padme. Tries to get some information. Realizes Anakin's the father, which he had to have known all Again. along. Because how could you not? But you know they're just really good friends. Okay, you just keep telling yourself you they're Papa Wan no. Kenobi. Then he he totally tricks Padme into going and putting herself in danger to find <laughs> Anakin to sneak aboard the ship. He knew she was going to go, yeah. But at the same time, Padme refuses to tell Obi-Wan because even though she doesn't believe the BS about the Jedi, she kind of acts like she does because she's like, oh, I can't tell Obi-Wan. He might kill Anakin. I better go on my own. Well, Nothing like, bad could happen. I don't think I don't think she wants to believe Obi-Wan either, right? Like, no one wants to believe that the person you love has turned into that. No one would want to believe that. I mean, true. But it's just, it's also, it's just so bizarre because it's not even like a, hey, let's go together thing. There's not a moment of like, Okay, let's go together. I'll protect you if something goes sideways. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, it's cool. Let's go. But instead, he just sets her up to like, he sets her up to get killed. He does well because like he he tells her he's become a grave threat. Like she asked if he's gonna kill him, and he just said he's become a very grave threat. Like his intentions, he wasn't hiding them by any means. Actually, yeah, you know, on a complete side note too. Anakin killing the Trade Federation also hits an emotional string for me, and I have no idea why. Like, these should be characters that I don't like and that I don't want to see survive, but, like, mm -hmm. even, like, <clears throat> even at the end when Newt Gunray's, like, we were promised peace, I believe him. Yeah. And that just adds to the tragedy, because, again, this guy was just a puppet. Like, and you know he's a puppet. He was! They were all a puppet for Palpatine. All of them. Every single one of them. Like, That's the sick thing, man. That's sick. Like, and even in that moment, too, like, Anakin, now he's killing not out of, like, he has no interest in the, you know, the leader, killing the leaders of the Trade Federation. Like, it doesn't help him with Padme. It doesn't help, like, it doesn't have anything to do with his feelings about the Jedi. 
or his feelings of like not being powerful or his insecurities um that's he just going straight up murder some folk you know what i mean like it, it definitely has an impact on him and i think that's kind of just what pushes him again for anakin like after he kills mace windu like everything he does just pushes him deeper 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 and well, was that the first time we see it's hard the yellow eyes yeah yeah the sith eyes yeah yeah which it's hard to tell. The other thing I was thinking is, again, like we don't know the time frame of this. It all appears to happen very it close ha- together. Day, it but it's seems. like people are like traveling around the galaxy. Like there's got to be time to that. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be some sort of time period that these take place in. So like we don't know how long Anakin's been dealing with this shit at the end of the day. Well, but... that's where like I feel like there could have been a, if there should have been a better way to show that transition to in the time. Yeah. I think that's the other thing that this really suffered from was not having a decent linear, like a decent clock kind of thing, right? Like it just kind of, it feels like it's happening all at once. Yeah, which I think some events are separated by a bit more time, I'm sure. But I guess we're, I guess we're into the final battle. I guess we, we've made it to the. We're coming up to the home run. Like, yeah, because after that, like he kills the trade federation leaders which was like you know yeah that was a great scene it was very emotional and then he's standing on the edge of the you know the fire pit balcony man and there's he's that got like the tear man he's got that one tear that we didn't see he, until the blu-ray and then, no and then uh and then yeah the naboo starfighter shows up yoda goes to confront sidious the fight for the fate of the galaxy is going down so this has been a fun debate in my household for years and i finally won it but crosser's big complaint is that that final fight scene is too long and specifically mentions the final fight scene between obi-wan and anakin is too long and excessive it takes up like 20 minutes of the film now truthfully it takes about i think i timed it and maybe it's about five to seven minutes in length mm-hmm. for their entire fight from like <clears throat> From Anakin jumping to him getting his limbs cut off. Yeah. The rest of it is actually inter... Like, the rest of it and why it feels so long is because it's intercut with the Yoda fight and the Darth Sidious. With the Yoda and Sidious, yeah. Now, I feel like it's a no-brainer question, but do you feel like, comparatively speaking, the Yoda and Sidious fight is kind of just filler? Like, it, it needed to happen, but it didn't feel... Like, you don't have that emotional weight that you have between Obi and Anakin. It's it's a little... It's, it's a little bit more than filler, but it's not as central, obviously, as Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight. Like, that's where all the emotion is. That's the core of the story. Like, that's where... That's the fight that's happening. Um, Yoda and Sidious is important, mainly because the stakes are so high mainly and that and that's the big thing right like these and i think like for people at the time too this was a fight we all wanted to see the emperor versus master yoda the two tops of their classes right of their their both sides going head to head in a battle for the ages that is something interesting to see but it definitely had more it had more stakes to it and i think that's what elevated it a bit higher than just filler um like the the grievous fight filler dooku fight filler you know even the mace windu sidious fight like that was kind of like yeah it was okay 
Um, this one, it didn't have as much emotion, but the stakes were high. Like, this was for the galaxy, because at the end of the day, the situation that the Jedi were in, Yoda and Obi-Wan needed to win. Not one, like, what, neither of them could lose. They both had to win if they were going to save the galaxy. Both of the Sith had to be destroyed. And Yoda lost. I think And Vader lived. Like, neither of them really succeeded in what they're trying to do, but... I think Obi-Wan thought he did, though. I think for me, the big thing that really loses me in the Yoda Sidious fight is just the, the opening moves. Like, Yoda getting he... force lightninged and then Palpatine getting, like, flipped over his desk seemed like a really, like, okay. They're, just dra- they're trying to, like, drag out the fight. They're like, we, we can't really think of too much choreography to put in here, so let's just drag this shit out. Well, we've seen Yoda deflect force lightning before. Oh yeah, that was a, when I was watching it today. I was like, "Look at Yoda just walking there like a boss, and then just instantly just get gets smoked by Palpatine, like just get wrecked." And then like, he oh. stands up and immediately just smokes him back. No and then problem. he's awake and is like, "Hey man, not cool." And then we maybe think, Yoda wasn't expecting that level of power. I don't know. And I think I think just the thing caught off guard is it's awkwardly cut together because those moments. It's literally I want to say that I'm just going off memory of watching it like a week ago. But it's like, we have him walk in, he's a boss, he, you know, flips those guards, he gets hit by lightning, and then we cut away to Obi-Wan and Anakin again. While he's lying there, yeah. Then we fight for them for a bit, then we come back, and then it's, Yoda slowly gets up, and he flips Palpatine over his desk, and then we cut away back to Obi-Wan and Anakin again, and it's like, wait, why? What's going on? (laughs) Like, the pacing seemed weird and off at those moments. Like, and like the lightsaber to... the lightsaber conflict was weird like the first one where they're like pretty much like touching tips and like ah, and i was like you guys are like your lightsabers aren't even touching right now i'm pretty sure but okay like it just it looks weird they got like a weird thing going on like that like that first first or second move i was like i'm not sure what's happening here <laughs> once, they get, once they get into the senate chamber and they're starting to like throw the, that's when it picks up like, yeah I, I just like takes the time to spin the thing <laughs> just like a pizza <laughs> yeah throw it like i loved that um and i think again the problem with me is like the problem for me by the end of that scene is yoda had to not have his robe and not have his lightsaber because that's what yoda has on dagobah with him well he definitely didn't have his lightsaber he doesn't have his doesn't robe he either. he doesn't have a robe though no or he has like a house coat thing in dagobah no he, he has something doesn't he, just, he he has his brown cloak mm it's super weird man it's a super weird thing. but it's not what he's wearing in that film so it's not exactly it's, like, is it he could have got it he could he could get a cloak anywhere like so i don't know if the thing. cloak thing was that i important. don't understand why the cloak had to be lost i don't get it yeah like it's it's one other one of those weird things but like i don't know i feel like, I, I feel like it was some sort of symbolism we can't. Find it was on him. like the ed the edge of a pike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can't find him anymore. Have you checked all the small vents big enough for a creature that big to crawl? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like that tiny ass little dude. Like, don't tell me you check this whole building for those tiny people. Get your ass back to work, man. <laughs> uh-huh. I yeah, think- no, that was interesting. But the, but like obviously the core of the climax of this film here was between Anakin. Obi-Wan and then of course you have Padme there too just before the fight right like this is this is the big three of this 
prequel trilogy. And obviously, Padme, again, done dirty, as per usual in this film. Like, just damn near useless, except to get choked. Like, man, like, again, I just feel, like, so robbed for the character. Like, she was so, she was very good in episode one. She was super badass in episode two. Three, it's like, listen, well, you're you going to be pregnant, hang out with C-3PO, and then get choked. Cool? Cool. You can kind of like, tell that that's how what? Natalie Portman felt with it, especially in this scene, because the acting is very, very, very melodramatic, like way over the top, more than it should have been. But <clears throat> it kind of works. Like, well, it definitely works for the situation, it, like the extreme of it. Leading up to her starting to get choked is a little over the top, but then just before that happens, especially when she sees Obi Wan and is like, "No, like I didn't call like." that i didn't bring him yeah that moment works for me although the flip side what doesn't work for me is obi-man obi-wan doing a superman pose just chilling in just the doorway, standing just like, there just waiting i'm just i'm just i'm just sitting here waiting for you to see me hello there <laughs> that would have been then, a great he moment lets, he hello there anakin strangle her as let, he's, let her go, go anakin it's and like, he slowly it's, walks down <laughs> That's honestly like me telling my kid not to do something. Like he's like, unless I physically intervene, he's still just gonna do it, right? Like, don't throw your food on the floor. Okay, well, telling him did a lot. Like that's clearly what happened in that situation. But in those situations, okay, uh, go. Like I get that. Telling your kid not to throw something on the floor, I get that. Choking his wife, his (laughs) pregnant wife. Obi, maybe that's so. uh, Yeah, and being just like, let her go. Hey, hey, Ben, can you, uh, can you, <laughs> can you get your ass in gear? Um, but like that, the other thing that I found interesting about like that, you know, pre fight scene was clearly now we're seeing like this different side of Anakin. And this is why I feel like some time has passed. Not a lot, not like months or years or anything like that, but definitely more than like a few five hours. hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he is so invested now into the Sith. Like he's so invested, like, it like the part that's coming out in him as a character like he first stumbled into this by wanting to protect his wife like that was the whole goal of everything right like that was the whole reason for everything and that's how he became emotionally manipulated by palpatine but then at this point you see the other manipulations that palpatine has brought on as well um because anakin is also a character who feels he's destined for greatness but has been denied that you know specifically by the jedi and palpatine have set up situations where obviously the council that we talked about earlier is one of those situations where he feels directly denied as you know by the jedi uh and that his reason for not being as great as he's supposed to be or is thinks he should be is mainly because of the jedi right like they're the scapegoat um Oh, we've seen that in episode two. Oh, he's just holding me back. Or I'm going to be the greatest Jedi ever. Or Like, he knows he's the chosen one, right? Like, yeah. he knows he's supposed to have this great destiny, but yet he feels held back, right? And he's denied, and the Jedi don't trust him, and now he's spying for them, and blah, all these things, right? Now, he's not just bought into the idea, like, oh, if I become powerful, I save my wife. Now he's bought into the idea, like, I have my own empire. I'm the greatest, like, I'm as great as I should be now. Like, he's fine. Like, this has given him what he always truly craved, which was ultimately, at the end of the day, In power. my new empire. Exactly, right? Like, you see that. Because it isn't about, like, 
I'm just here to protect you. It's my new empire. Like that's that's what it's about now. Like it is about the power. Well, it is about the darkness, and that just shows you how far he's gone down. And like maybe that is his true side, right? Like all restrictions, all senses of what's right and wrong tossed away. Just able to be free to do whatever he wants, whatever his you know whatever his whim is. Well, that's where. So it's a very interesting change in Anakin. I feel like from when he first cuts off Mace Windu's hand to this Anakin, who's about to kill Obi Wan Kenobi. Because again, he's not killing Obi Wan because he's like, I feel like my wife's life is in danger. He's killing him because now Obi Wan is threatening that power. So it's just interesting, like these two sides of Anakin. Like one kind of got him through the door, but then this other manipulation, this promise of power, this promise of pride destroy these guys and you're gonna have everything you've always ever wanted because they were holding you back and like now we see like the end result of that and the personality and the person that anakin has become well that's and i find that interesting and that's why just why i think it's been possibly like longer than a couple handful of hours since then but who knows that descent could have happened quicker i guess well that's where for me i really feel like honestly though the best part of this movie is probably from, like, as bad as it sounds, because I agree with you, they did Natalie Portman dirty in this. It's from the moment that um, Padme is unconscious and Obi-Wan and Anakin start talking to each other, all the way up to Obi-Wan walking away from his burning best yeah. friend and brother. Like, that, yeah. <clears throat> even the dialogue leading up to it, too, where it's like, Anakin trying to blame everybody else and Obi-Wan's just having none of it and it's like no. And that's what I'm talking about right like Like, and that's the mindset and that's what Anakin's mindset always was it's not me it's these guys that are holding me back it's these guys the reason that I'm not great or I'm not whatever this right like you took her from me like you've done that yourself like all these things he's naming off this list of his perceived grievances against the Jedi against Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's like no man that was all you this is all you. And honestly, with a like with a lesser actor, this this scene wouldn't have worked. Like if it was yeah. Hayden Christensen acting against anybody else, yeah, there there's no way this scene would have worked. Like Ewan McGregor, a hundred percent makes this entire just nailed it. Like, yeah, yeah, from beginning to end, like just like like the intensity is there, the emotion is there, even during their fight. Like, and I love their fight. I love their lightsaber choreography mm-hmm. because you see the parallel of two people who've studied the same thing who have worked together who for years have been together yeah like it's amazing i love it like like this is the moments that kind of give me chills in the movie is this fight and that's why like for that's why for years i've argued against the whole notion of it being too long because like do i think sometimes it gets a bit silly where they're like climbing up things and stuff well they're about to fall off a lava waterfall and then they like like, jump through things there's some moments that are a little over the top but But at the same time i think it works because at the end of the day you can tell they're like they're still fighting for their lives and not just against each other but against the environment yeah and it's not even about having to get from point a to point b where it's like well we need to be on this lava river so that anakin burns but it's specifically the fact of like at any point they could have stopped the fight and they could have talked things out but no that fight took them all the way there yeah that fight led to the steps to have anakin get burned alive like that 
any point they could have been like, yo, this is a really dangerous situation. We should continue this fight elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like, even something like that. Like, nah, we're just gonna keep fighting. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's... Cool, man. Until they talk while they're, like, floating through a river of lava, right? And even then, it's too late. Yeah. It's it's the whole idea of just, like, it's... Having the high ground. It's the idea of Anakin, at that point, has just lost all sense of what reality is. Yeah. And, like... I don't know, the big one that still gets me and still cheers me up at the very, very, very end of that is, is Obi-Wan's speech about loving Anakin. Because, like, that's... You were my brother! Like... I loved you! And again, like, that... I think I, I hate that, you! I think I mentioned that in the episode one episode. Yeah. But the fact that Obi-Wan says, admits to loving Anakin when he's not supposed to have a tetch- attachment. Yeah. And you can tell that that's... Because there's the whole, we're encouraged to love, but not love you mm-hmm. can tell that that love that obi-wan had was attachment it wasn't just a oh well you know i love him because i need to because i'm a jedi it's yeah yeah no it's he genuinely and you believe him like you believe yeah. him that's where like that's the one thing where you can sit there and say okay well i didn't need to see that relationship just for that from that line delivery you see that I and like it's still man like it's I don't know. I lose like that's that's a moment where I kind of lose train of thought because it's just so powerful and so good and it gives me chills, makes me tear up. Like it's it is it's like number 2 on my list as far as like if you were like rank the lightsaber fights. Like I'd probably put it at like number 2 be- and not just because like all the cool cool choreography and the flips, but it's like the motion behind it, right? It's the characters behind it. Like that's what makes these fights interesting. That's what gives them their elevation. It makes them more than just filler. Like again, we've talked about fights in this film that are just pretty much filler, get ridding getting rid of a character, right? Like that's its only purpose it serves. And without the emotion, like they're cool, yeah, but there's no gravity to them like there's no weight to them Um, exactly number one is six like again like you said like the emotion in six is unparalleled like like there's it's unparalleled but it's just that end that end as soon as vader threatens leia and yeah comes out basically swinging his lightsaber like a baseball bat and vader's like wait what's (laughs) going on well the lightsaber techniques got pretty sloppy once you got to like the original trilogy but, but at the end of the day, but, even but, like... Yeah, the, the emotion best, in it. That's the, what it is, man. I think the best trained swordsman, if someone came out of the shadows pretty darn close to you with just a broadsword and just started hacking at you, out of surprise. Yeah. If Vader didn't even see that coming. I think you'd end up in a very similar situation of just like, wait, what, 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 what? No, I can't get my footing. I can't get my footing. I can't get my footing. Like trying to like catch up. Yeah. Yeah, like... And that's why that works. And it's it's literally, it's that emotion. You see that rage. And it's the same thing that works for this one, except for it's not about seeing the rage of Anakin, but seeing the sorrow of Obi-Wan. Of Obi-Wan, yeah. That's what really hits it home. Like, Well, like, yeah, and you watch it, and it does make you sad. Like, And when he's like, I hate you, like, you think about this little kid who... When he got on the ship and first met Obi-Wan, he's like, you're a Jedi too? Nice to meet you. You know what I mean? Like, And you you combine that with <laughs> Anakin like sitting in the lava knowing they've been together for 13 years through hell and back. And like having to sit there and not only like pretty much dismember and cut apart your brother, 
but then like watch him burn alive and when he walks away i'm sure he thinks he's dead like that's gonna be well the fact i'm sure he wasn't planning on the emperor showing up and saving his ass like at that point i think he completely cut himself off from it because he could he could have sensed if anakin died he would have felt it but he i don't think obi-wan wanted to feel at that point i don't think he wanted to know i think he was just like you know what no i'm i have to go like this This is is it yeah because to him and i think to him that's he failed his mission and it's not he failed because anakin lived he failed because in training him yeah i don't think it's couldn't save him, him. i think 100 percent he couldn't but save he couldn't him. save him yeah he couldn't stop him from staying with the dark side he couldn't rescue bring his him friend. back yeah and so to him that's where he viewed it as a failure and i think that's why he stopped because he could have walked over and just like put his friend out of his misery he could just pfft, yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he emotionally could have because, genuinely, that's his biggest failure right there, and it's not. It's not Anakin is his failure. It's what Anakin became is his failure. Yeah, like that's where it gets heavy, man. Like it's when you really think about it and you really dive just into that moment. That's where the rate, the weight really, really hits, and I think, in all honesty. <laughs> If the film even ended a little bit sooner or a little bit tighter than what it did after that moment, Mm -hmm. then I think this movie would be considered a lot better. Because even yeah, the ending like after that it drags on a little bit. Did we need to see Emperor Palpatine show up and be like, "There he is, go and put him on a stretcher and fix him"? I don't think we needed to see that. Yes, we needed to see the twins being born, I guess. But also... <sighs> do you have more to say about the light, the lava, or do you want to... Are we good to move on? No, we're good to move on. Like, that pretty much sums it up, right? Like, it was a very... Like, it was choreographed, obviously, very well. The music was just top-notch at the end of the day, oh, right? We didn't... We've barely even talked about... Was... We've, we've barely talked about John Williams... In this episode, but like, let's Honestly, be honest, the music was top three, notch in this one. Episode three is probably the best music from the prequels, if not from like, like oh, ha- oh, hands down, like across across that trilogy for sure. Um, because like episode one, it had great music, but obviously, you know, you think of Duel of the Fates, like that's the standout from episode one, and then the rest. When I think of episode with- three, I have multiple multiple pieces of music from episode three. Oh, exactly. And only and, one and, piece of music from episode one, so. And then episode two we have Across the Stars, but like. I man. don't even really. The only one that I have from episode two is um, like the arena, like kind of, I guess it's like the arena. I can't remember what I it's actually so, yeah. called. Um, but that's even played in episode three, so it's also. But like that's where. It's I looked like, for it because it was in episode three. That's a, it's that kind of little theme when they're marching up to the Jedi Temple. Bomb, blah, blah, blah. Bum, bum. it's kind of like the it's kind of like the imperial march and but like the, the, the clone trade march. federation yeah. but like yeah kind of mixed together anyway that's as you said like episode three just has so much good music in it yeah like and again, it's effective music too. Like it actually, like 
it's really effective right and it hits on all those emotional beats like and that's it was just it's the combination of the emotion it's the combination of the music it's a combination of the uh choreography that just made this this jedi this lightsaber fight just just really really stand out even amongst all the great fights in star wars this one really stands out oh, 100%. and um yeah like honestly we would have been disappointed if this one would have been like a really bad one and thankfully it wasn't they saved the best for last literally because that was the best fight of the whole movie clearly <laughs> And then it's immediately followed by losing the will to live. Yeah. So yeah, some of those things I didn't quite buy. Like, <laughs> like it's it's robot I was like, chicken. What do you mean you lost the will to live? Come robot on. Robot Chicken man. did an excellent sketch with that where they like they did I think it was like Doctor Ball MD and it's like that you know that uh droid that goes to like it has a needle that's gonna apparently give like make Princess Leia talk in episode four. Oh yeah, 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 it's in like episode that, four, yeah. He's like a, he's like a doctor and like like he shows up and like there's a bunch of clips of him dealing with that and it's like i think he criticizes like luke floating in the back the back to tank yeah um he criticizes he's like i'm not gonna inject her with anything that's inhumane i'm a doctor and then it's like <laughs> it shows up and padme's dying it's like she's lost the will to live we're surrounded by highly advanced medical equipment what do you mean she's lost the will to live <laughs> yeah it just it didn't make sense and like to me i think it honestly would have been stronger and made more sense with that point from earlier if padme would have gone into hiding on alderaan to help raise yeah um leia a bit so like be her kind of thing and i feel like that would have been a bit more realistic what explains why it explains why (sighs) leia would remember her like it would explain why Luke has no memory of her and like it just it just feels like again well Padme wasn't ever mentioned in any of the other ones we got to get rid of her we got to shove her aside like I could I could buy the will to live but again it totally relies on the relationship right like I I can totally like there's stories of like seniors who are married for like 60 years. One's dies and the yeah. other one dies like a day later or something. If that right, like it happens, like people just, they can't live without the other one. And in this situation, like Anakin totally, you know, like you broke her heart and then choked her because you know, <laughs> broke her heart, then her soft. And then in the <laughs> more or less. Right. Um, but then like I could buy the will to live if the relationship was much stronger throughout the films. Yeah, I could buy it. I could, I it would be a reach, but I could buy it. Um, but with what they have set up and again the execution through the prequels, I just I'm like no. Like I get you guys are in love, but you don't you're not in love to the point of like Romeo and Juliet over here. Like I just can't live anymore. So no, and that's exactly no. It, that that's the one thing definitely at the end of the film that's hard to buy. Everything else I don't mind. Um, I thought the mention of Qui Gon being like coming back from the nether realm of the force was kind of a weird point to put in the film when you it, knew you weren't going to make any other films it's literally they or had to really explain, tie it up like it explains the force ghost after they that had to point explain the force ghost and explain why no one else was a force but, ghost but, but no one would no one no, would I, uh, I don't I, but like I, yeah exactly right like i wouldn't even if they didn't mention anything i wouldn't even thought about it to be honest i wouldn't even gave it like two seconds of thought because like all um, the other and the fact that qui-gon showed up 
like why would people be like oh that means now they can be force ghosts too like this isn't necessarily what that means but because to me i always took it as like yoda and obi-wan showed up because they were connected to luke so i would never expect to see plu coon or anyone else show up. anyone else show up like, yeah what would be the point yeah i just thought it was like a weird thing at the time knowing like they'll never explore it i hope they explore it What's... in the obi-wan series like if 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 liam neeson came back for that just for a couple cameo roles i'd be like hell yeah love I liam, neeson. liam neeson to do like liam neeson and ewan mcgregor together are amazing but like i think that's the problem for me overall though is just like the force ghost rules make no sense oh they're com- completely inconsistent <laughs> and it, it, it even it goes to episode goes to episode uh eight and nine too it doesn't make yeah. any sense like at all and i've just kind of given up at this point because like it's it's just you know what it is what it is it's star wars it's movies well they really make no sense once you get to the end like it's just like, once you okay. get to the sequel trill like at least on the original trilogy what do they do they walk around they talk to people obi-wan sits on a log like that's pretty much it yep like in the sequel trilogy, they're calling down force lightning and catching lightsabers and shit. I'm like, ah, uh, the catching Lord. lightsaber makes a sense. Makes sense though. Obi Wan technically did have to move vines in on Dagobah in Episode Six. Oh, so technically, they can interact. They can't. Well, objects. obviously, Obi Wan sat on a log. Oh right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like the a ghost but like log. the context of what they can do and can't do, it seems kind of like and who they appear to and who they don't. This is a Seems completely, completely up in the optional air. joke for the uh, for the edit, possibly. But yeah. a ghost log is when you think you poop, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I shat myself. Oh, Never okay. mind. Just, ghost log. Just, just a ghost log. Ghost just log. Just a ghost log. This, this summer, coming to NBC, ghost log. Ghost log. It's just a series of people thinking that they poop themselves. It's like, it's like in a senior citizen home, like, oh, I shit myself. Oh, never mind, guys. Just a ghost log. Ghost log. That'd be great. Ghost log. But, yeah, no, I just... Um, yeah, there's just a couple things at the end that is just kind of, like, weird. Did we need um, to see Padme's funeral? Do you think that made sense? Uh, I mean, I think like it cut together. Was it cut together with Darth Vader? Yes. Like, I think that works for me because like, it's, I believe so. Yeah. Anakin dies. Like, I think I like that. No, or was it was cut together with the twins, the birth of the twins. That's weird then. Like they're both lying on the table kind of thing, right? Oh man, I can't believe we almost didn't talk about it. How do you feel about the no? Oh, that was the dumbest thing, man. Just. Uh, and then when they added it to said... episode six, I'm still like, good Lord. No. God. No. Like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why do we need no's? Is it that he said no or is that he made any noise, period? Is that he like had a big no freak out? Because that, again, it seemed like just melodramatic. You know what I mean? Like everything we know about Darth Vader, and again, maybe this was a more anarchy Darth Vader. Like, fair enough. Think, he just literally put on the Christmas helmet, and yelling "No." Yeah, he would be like, "You took her from me!" <laughs> like he just yells shit. Like, but, <laughs> but like, but like, I just it just didn't. Uh, like for the character of Vader, like it just seems so, like. 
in the original trilogy especially right when we're talking about darth vader like he's so he's so cold calculating calm and that's what made the empire like very threatening and we'll talk about this i guess when we get to those films especially compared to the sequel right like the first order was never threatening because they acted like a bunch of kids they just screamed all the time and had fits they were a bunch of kids though that's the weird cool thing about it it, yeah except there would be the odd old person there but they weren't in charge of shit (laughs) just kids but like then the Empire, oh. like right, you got Grand Moff Tarkin, you got the Emperor, you got Vader. They're calm as hell, and that's what's scary. But that's right? like that's what me, makes them threatening. Like not to not to so the no movie. thing seemed just way out of character. Even for yeah, even for Anakin, but he is he has been known to just be very screamy too. So not, not to bring up a movie that we haven't talked about yet or we haven't watched yet, but like honestly, that's kind of why I don't like the ending of Rogue One. Like, yeah, it's cool to see Vader wreck house, but it's so out of character for the Vader that we see in episode four. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know about that. I'm not sure. Well, Well, we can talk about that when we get to Rogue One. We'll get to Rogue One change your mind completely. Uh, Debatable. Honestly, genuinely, this is my true hope. I hope that I watch Rogue One, and I hope that I like it. I honestly do, because I would love to like more Star Wars. Yeah. I'm hoping that something changes in my perspective. I don't think it will. But I'm hoping that it does. But we'll have to wait and see. Because we're we're gonna We're not gonna go to Rogue One next, right? We're going to the A New Hope. Yeah, well that was kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, we'll I mean, we can figure this out later, I guess. We'll, we'll do them in in the order. I was going to say the order of release, and it's like, well, we screwed. We that already up botched already. that. <laughs> we already botched that by a trilogy. Um, so, like, I guess, I guess, just to bring it back to the movie. Do you like how it ends overall? Do you like it being on Tatooine? Do you like? I'm okay with how it ends. I don't. I don't dislike it. I don't overly like. Just I'm like, oh my god, I love this ending. Um, what would have made it stronger? I agree if it ended quicker. Like, here, here's the thing about stories, right? Once you hit that climax point, and now your story, now your arc is going down, like, you have to cut off that film quickly. You have to have a, like, a quick ending is key to a very strong story. After that, you know, big climax. That little a quick bit ending. Lift. Yeah. Because you need to have that decline, but then a little bit of a lift for the end. Like just like at the end, right? Like you have rest to rest and then boop. just at the end. Um, and a quick ending is key to it. And you see it in the other films, right? Like after the battle of Naboo, how quickly did that film end? Pretty quickly. Like they had after a few the couple. Of Yavin. After Yavin, it was instantly, right? Yeah. Like it was instantly the show was over and it, the movie was over. And that was like a perfect ending for what they needed to do. Right. They had their celebration, gave out their medals. The end. Oh, even like it, dude, it was perfect. Episode five. Same thing. It's they rescue Luke. And then next thing you know, Luke's getting a hand. The end. Right. The the Death Star blows up. Now they're celebrating on Endor. The end. Like movies, it, you know, it's impactful for movies to end quickly after that huge climax. Um. And even like two does that, the Battle of Geonosis, that ends pretty quickly too, right? Yeah, they fly off, and then like the Jedi talk, and then the wedding done. Uh, Episode one, it ends quickly. Um, trying to think, Force Awakens is a little bit longer, not too bad. 
um last jedi is a very quick ending as well yeah well it's literally Um, they get on the ship and fly away and that's it yeah more or less um but those are just star wars examples but you know there's plenty of examples where you're gonna notice like at the end of the climax like you're gonna have maybe a handful of minutes left and then sometimes sometimes they're over quicker sometimes longer this was like a good what another maybe 10 minutes i'd say maybe 15 20 maybe yeah maybe a little longer so it was a little bit longer for an ending and i get they're just setting up everything to go so it can bridge over into the next film um but like yeah i just think maybe there would have been things to cut out or trim down or like just keep it cleaner a little bit yeah tidy Um, it up a bit yeah just that's all it needed like again i didn't hate it i don't hate it i just like it was just okay didn't like it as much but as i didn't overly liked. like it like it was just it was i was neutral about it but again if it would have ended quicker you'd still be left by the impact of the climax and that's 100%. kind of the point to ending quickly right like you're still left with that feeling of victory of climax not like now we got to take you on this let, let's just wrap everything up in the next 20 minutes because then you're going to be into that whatever is happening there right no exactly but, yeah you want to end as close to the climax of your story is possible like you know reasonably possible like don't just end the end you know you want to have a good ending but yeah no it, it wasn't one i hated wasn't one i loved it was just it was what it was i was okay with it now did you feel the same back in 2005 or yeah it didn't really bug me i loved it in 2005 2005 i was like man like i was riding high i, I lined up outside the theaters like i didn't stay overnight or anything but i was like in line opening weekend to go and see it oh like, like the film in general or yeah, are you talking about the ending of the film no the film let's talk about general. the ending of the film oh yeah no the film in general no i enjoyed it in 2005 yeah i enjoyed all the star wars in right. 2000s man like i freaking loved them all um and, and it, as time as you grow right and you understand storytelling a little bit more and like details and even today like as we've gone through this trilogy, how many different things have we noticed now and picked up on that we didn't even notice before? And like maybe in the difference of a year of watching them the last time or two years or yeah. three. Um, so every time you really... watch, every time you watch new things, you pick up on new things because you're learning and you're changing, you're growing as a person. And that's what makes film, ex- the film experience and the film, uh, being able to take part in film and watching them so enjoyable and so awesome. Because even though the movie's the same, your experiences change almost every time. Like, and that's... Um, I'm excited to go back awesome. over the original trilogy, man. Like, I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Like, I actually just watched episode... Maybe, maybe I watched them all recently. Like, back in May, like, over quarantine, I watched... Oh, so May not the, too long May ago. The, May the 4th, I know I at least watched episode 4. Yeah. But I might have watched the other two as well. And, like... I don't remember much of it, but, but like, I know I watched them. Yeah. But like, like those are also films. Like literally if we wanted to, we could not watch them and probably have like another three hour conversation just about each of those films without revisiting them. Yeah, it's exactly. It's really fun going back and actually revisiting, like and getting yeah. to rewatch them to bring them fresher into our minds. Cause it's just, it's, it's good to reflect on the things that make us happy. I agree. Like, and, and at the end of the day, like I still, there's still star Wars. I still enjoy them. Two's obviously the weakest, it, it um hurt. it hurt quite a bit <laughs> yeah two was pretty rough two is pretty rough I'll, I'll give any critic that two is rough um i have a hard time deciding between three and one which one is my overall favorite package 
Because, again, that first half of one, I'm so, so, so on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just like, eh, it's like, it's all right. But it's so much like, now these people talking in this room. Now these people talking in this room. Now these people talking in this room. A little bit of a fight. Back to people talking in this room. And it's like, oh, man. It, like, it just seems like a slog getting to everything. They're just trying to cram all these relationships and moments in there. So it makes sense, again, when Anakin falls to the dark side. Um they're cramming all these things in here that should have been developed over the course of maybe the trilogy, but you know, whatever I, whatever. Um, I would say though, like while the end that the second half of three is my overall favorite star Wars, like experience, if that was a film in itself, that'd be my top. Um, but I think like my overall like favorite package is episode one. I just like all the little themes and elements that it has in there that set up all the storytelling in the trilogy to come. Um, minus two. Get two out of there. Just wait. What a waste of time. Except for that one story point we talked about when his mom died. Like, other than that, though, like, come on, guys. What are we doing? Um, I think Detective Obi-Wan but, is still one of my favorite things. Oh, Obi-Wan. Like, I love Obi-Wan's, Detective Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan's amazing at the end of the day. Whatever Ewan McGregor's doing, he's amazing. Look, there's a reason um, why they're asking I would for an Obi-Wan sequel or uh, Obi-Wan series. Not series, right? Series. Like, exactly. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I would say episode one is my top movie in this. It has some really, really great things from the pod racing to the duel of the fates and all the implications that has for the future of the galaxy between Qui-Gon, Darth Maul, and you know, that's also a very emotional lightsaber battle too, right? Like it starts off very much, um, uh, like, you know, there's high stakes, but then it gets like more emotional as you get along. Uh, and the music was great in that film and it just, you know, set up all these characters and it had so much potential to kind of shut the bed. And then three, you know, really did bring it home in the end, even though it wasn't a huge fan of the first half. Um, but I think one, if I would say my order of the trilogy overall is one as an overall package but if you just had to say the second half of three i would say the second half of three so that's you know that's just kind of where that's where i'm at but no man it was it's been great watching these again what would you say overall trilogy impressions thoughts oh, three, three i like i like three still stands as my favorite yeah it goes three then one then two like i just there's there's enough i like about three that i find interesting and engaging Mm-hmm. And for me, the only thing that I really love in episode one, aside from, well, I mean, like, because I love Liam Neeson and pod racing, and that's about it. Yeah. That's the two things that I love in episode one. I guess Panaka. I love me some Panaka, but he. Panaka's great. But, like, but honestly, like, the rest of the story and the rest of like the rest of everything that happens in episode one just really pulls me out of it. Whereas episode just doesn't three, work for you. Episode three, I'm just at this point, especially at this point in my life, like I can pop episode three in and I'm invested because I I remember episode one and two enough that I don't need to like go back and revisit it. Like it's yeah. Whereas I can watch episode three and then immediately jump into episode four, five, and six. And, oh like, yeah. And I would just skip like the first half of three and go right to. I mean, <laughs> then I, the, like I watched three, day, three Matt, for days, man. Matt, what film do you what film do you start with whenever you watch Star Wars? Like whenever like I'm you, watching, you like personally, all like, the movies, like, I want to watch Star Wars. What do you start with? I start with one. I like to watch them in chronological order. See, and I start I start at four, and that's just but that's just me. Like that's just 
But that also leads into my question of the day, which I've just come up with and I think is topical to right what we're talking about right now. <laughs> okay. Question of the day is, at the end of the day, do you think the prequel trilogy are necessary to the Star Wars franchise? Hmm. <sighs> That's a tough question. You want to know my are you, are you, Okay. Yeah, I'll get your answer in quick quick sec. Let me just ask you a question back at you though here yeah. first, real quick. Um are we talking like is it is it useful like today? Like if you just wipe them out, or if like they were just never created? Because there's a they, lot of things that came out of them, right? Like if they never happened, how much would Star Wars be different? And I'm not okay. Like, that's kind of the idea. Like, if they just never happened at like, all. And okay. like, the trick is like, do we include the expanded lore and all that kind of stuff, or do we just ignore expanded lore? It's a loaded question. I know it's a loaded question, but like, yeah. Okay, you go first. Personally, to me, I don't think specifically when it comes. To, it's it's a, actually I just answered it. There, there, it's a double edged sword. Because when it comes to the movies, no, it is not. They are not necessary. They don't add anything for me people can be like oh well you get to see darth vader fall i'm like i didn't need to see darth vader fall i knew he was messed up i don't need to see that that didn't add anything for me and that doesn't actually change how i feel about episodes four five and six in the slightest it didn't improve mm -hmm. them it didn't make them worse it made zero impact on them at all mm -hmm. expanded lore wise yeah they are necessary because again for the clone wars but again again I don't think the Clone Wars TV show is necessarily necessary. I don't think that it really affects anything on the grand scheme of things. Like, I really don't think it does. Um, biggest loss would be Obi-Wan, played by Ewan McGregor. That's honestly the only Hands thing that's missing. Hands down, yeah, yeah. And, like, I say only thing, like, yes, it would be a travesty, but at the same time, like, that's the only thing that would really affect the franchise overall i think you would still have a lot of really great games um you'd have a lot of still really great expanded lore and things that are like in books and all that kind of stuff arguably and whether for better or worse you want to talk about this arguably the sequel series could exist without the prequels existing there would be like a slight line change in episode eight and that is it <laughs> but the prequels could totally not exist and the sequels would still be the exact same. Mm -hmm. And that's where to me overall, I don't think they're necessary. Am I glad they exist? Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad they exist because it's more star Wars, but overall I do not think they do anything to necessarily enhance the franchise and make things better. Travesty. What a crock of sh what a crock of shit! <laughs> no, I pretty much agree with you. <laughs> like when you're talking about what is nece what is necessary for storytelling, what is like a an essential piece, right? Because if you're talking about an essential piece, like if you took Empire Strikes Back out of the middle of the trilogy, that's like that would fundamentally change the trilogy, right? Well, if you take out it's a an essential or piece, if you take yeah, out or any of those, like they work together. Um, 
arguably you could say no other Star Wars is necessary at the end of the day. Um, like, yes, cause I when, cause that. when I think about it, like, especially, um, the prequels, I think I, a lot of people argue too, that the prequels actually are more detrimental to the series than they are beneficial yeah. because before when you had Obi-Wan and Tatooine sitting in his hut, talking about the clone wars and when Jedi for a thousand generations for the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic, like that just exploded your imagination. And you can imagine you picture, you didn't need to necessarily see it. You could imagine it. Um, to see it was cool, but like, again, when you're taking something that people have been imagining for decades at that point, um, and then trying to bring it into reality and then not executing everything quite well, especially episode two, um, you know, it's probably going to hurt a little bit more. Do we need them? Absolutely not. They're not, they're not necessary to enjoy like Star Wars. They, again, I agree. They don't, other than pure Star Wars enjoyment and it, it would be a damn shame not to get to see that, you know, uh, Anakin versus Obi-Wan fight like that. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that I would for sure say, like, that would be a damn shame not to be able to see. And again, like you said, Ewan is Obi-Wan. Um, and I found the Palpatine stuff very interesting. But does it ultimately add? Does it does it affect my view of these characters in the trilogy that comes the, the original trilogy? To a certain degree, yeah, for certain characters who are still around. Obi-Wan, Yoda, you just get a little, know them a little bit better. Um, but arguably, you didn't need to know them any better than how you knew them. Well, do you learn anything They new already worked. Them? Like, that's like, the it... thing. Everything in the original trilogy worked really well. Like, that, that trilogy is lightning in a bottle, man. It is lightning in a bottle. You didn't need to know any more than what you knew about those characters. Like, everyone was perfectly utilized to where they needed to be. Oh, definitely. at the end of the day right and that's so rare for a trilogy to do um that was lightning in a bottle and when you have a trilogy like that you don't need the prequels i'm glad they're around for the most part minus two um but you don't need them I, and i would argue the same thing for the sequels i'm like we did not need the sequels at all like that is something that did not need to happen well, and again um, like i'll even use the same argument star for the wars sequels. is good but i'll use the same arguments for the sequels that i'll I did with the prequels. The sequels literally... They have no impact on anything else. Like they, like, don't, they don't have an impact on what happened in the trilogy, and they don't really have an impact on what happened in the prequels. Like, all of and it like, is... No, like and, not, and, that, and that's, like, again, we're talking about good storytelling. is cause and effect, right? Like, that's an important part of storytelling. Like, if something happens, like, it affects something later on, you know, down the line. For how uh, The connected... fact that... The fact that the sequels literally have no really cause and effect relationship at all with any of the previous stuff before them, um, besides like their ship and all the things that are nostalgic to people, um, mm -hmm. that bloody lightsaber, god damn, I've never seen a series have like a trilogy have such a hard on for one lightsaber. Like, guys, give it a rest. That's like honestly one of the most annoying things to me in that trilogy. God damn well, like, like, it. Um, but no, it, like not necessarily because they didn't like, but they don't add anything to the Star Wars mythos. In fact, they kind of like disturb and bring up old shit and then do it worse. So it was well, that's what, like, honestly, definitely them, not necessary. That's what both of them did. That's what both the prequels and the sequels did. At the end of the day, it was just a lot of like, it didn't really do much to change anything. And it didn't really like, like, again, I enjoy them because it's more Star Wars, like mm -hmm. sign me up. But it's just so 
it's non-effectual. And also, like, again, when you want to talk about good trilogies, when your weakest film is Return of the Jedi, by most consensus, most people say Return of the Jedi is the worst film in that trilogy. Those people are whack, man. That's the best one. Well, that's my opinion, too. But, like, the fact that that's, like, if that's your worst-case scenario in a trilogy, you're doing really good. You're doing really good. Yeah, you're doing really good. But, like, to me, it's, again, if you look at, the problem is, is for the the Skywalker saga, for it being all connected, it's all really disjointed. Yeah. 100%. and, And not even just from, like, trilogy to trilogy, but even film to film. Because, like, again, the first three films are really disjointed. The last three films are really disjointed. Four, five, and six work. And that's the problem. And, like, like both trilogies were trying to capture that magic again. And like you said, it's lightning in a bottle. And and it is is lightning in a bottle. The, The one, like, one of the things I'll give to, you know, that we've gone through the prequels again, it's like, clearly there is an overall story arc, at least for Anakin and the characters, like we said, individually. And somewhat of an idea where the stories were going. Like, there was a plan. The sequels didn't have a plan. The other thing about the prequels that I will give them the benefit to is they at least had their own vision because it was a very different looking Star Wars than what we'd have previously. And a lot of people didn't like that, but it was a very, like, different looking world and we got to experience different planets and, like, the outfits were different and the way, you know, the politics were involved. Like, it was its own era and version of Star Wars. Whereas I felt the sequels were just trying to ride the coattails of the original. The problem with the we're just trying to ride the coattail of the original trilogy instead of finding their own voice in who they were. However, the the problem with the prequels is that there were not enough cooks in the kitchen. The problem with the oh sequels yeah, I don't is there disagree. Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> That's like, another thing. Yeah, like literally, they they have the like that. The reason both of them don't work as well is because they suffer from the exact opposite problems of each other yeah and i think that's well we talked about this last time too right like one was planning one was execution like in in uh like the sequels like their planning was shit as far as like a three movie story arc but their execution from the individual films wasn't terrible even rise of skywalker like that movie suffered and was failing long before it even got shot even before, before production before started. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was it was gonna be a mess. And what they did with it was at least I'll say like it's not it's nowhere near my favorite. But like, you know, they, they executed as well as anyone was probably they, they gonna did execute. What they could with what the, they, with what ever, if you look at well with the what they the wrote. scenes if you look at behind the scenes and you look at everything leading up to it and you look at everything that was going on and how many people were having a say in what was going on, that's the best movie they honestly could have made. If like more people would have backed off and more people weren't involved in it, then it would have turned out better. But well, again, uh, there was like there was or or less people. Like I just it just need like it just needed to like yeah, it needed to like tighten up. Opposite of more. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, but then in you know the prequels case again, it was a situation where yeah they had a plan, they had story arcs, and there, the elements and all the steps were there, and it was greatly, and it was great, but like a lot of it failed in the execution. The concepts were solid, but the execution is where a lot of things, you know, stumbled and fall. No, exactly. So it is polar opposites to the sequel. I agree. And, that's, and then that's... right in the middle, you got the trilogy where the planning and the execution was money. Money. 
But at the end of the day, are you happy that there's more Star Wars? I'm happy there's more. I'm always happy there's more. Dude, right. I'm like, goddamn sequels. Then they'll be like, Star Wars Episode Ten. I'll be like, where's my ticket? I need to What's... get one now. When are they pre-ordered? <laughs> like, I'm down, point, man. I'm down. Point, Matt, if they never released another trailer for Star Wars, they just released, like, a teaser of, like, Star Wars Episode Ten and the date, would you go? Yeah, 100%, like, man. I don't even need to see a trailer. I'm about. down. I'm in Mandalorian season two, October 30th, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm in, like, I don't, oh, yeah. I just saw a I little a image. Trailer. I don't know what it's about. I don't care. Like I'm down. That's actually, honestly, people are saying they want a trailer. I'm kind of on board if they never release a trailer from Mandalorian season. Man, two. me too. Like, like I would be okay with like a couple like, like quick shots of like out of context, like creatures or like him and the child. But like I don't want to see like a story though. trailer, man. I don't. I don't need to see a story trailer. I'm in. Like, like, like again, like the amount of the that would be the ballsiest move Disney could pull is just no advertising other than just that to see what happens. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna get a trailer, but like. Oh, would, for sure, for sure. Like, I'm on board to see what happens. I'm curious, but. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, how you feeling, Matt? Other than probably really tired. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's. It's a little bit later for me. I'm looking. I'm gonna like see myself. I'm like. I'm pretty sure I'm like half my eyes are closed right now. Like it looks. I just like, thought I you feel were like so happy. Are... You were just smiling so much. I feel me. like my eyes are open, but it looks like they're closed. So I'm not sure what's going on right now. But uh, yeah, it's it's time to wrap this up. Just any final thoughts on the trilogy there, but um, probably like honestly, they probably are my least favorite trilogy out of the three trilogies like they are but that's i have a specific set of feelings about the sequel trilogy that i can't explain or justify to a lot of people but i love them and i don't know why but at the end of the day though i still love star wars i still love episode one two and three there's so many good memories about going to see those movies and experiencing those movies that i honestly Mm -hmm. wouldn't i wouldn't trade that for the world like i'm Mm -hmm. i'm just happy i get to go on this journey with someone man it's great awesome man yeah no i just i uh and you know for me uh it's it's my obviously you know original trilogy is gonna be top dog it's always got it's always gonna be top dog um but this is number you know my number two trilogy it's overall it's a better package than the sequels for me um and overall i just i i really enjoy like the character arcs and the story that you know he's trying to tell the execution is off here and there anakin is a bit of a freaking creep here and there but i mean like the motivations the character arcs and like the deep cuts you can get into when you really stop and look at the story george is telling i'm like man i can really appreciate that stuff because that is what's absent in a lot of um a lot of big hollywood blockbusters and stuff nowadays is the actual depth to it like there's the action there's the set pieces but what you're missing is like those character depths those character motivations moments the plotting the 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 connections that you can find you know in the real world and how these characters are motivated the humanity i guess um and that's just what i like love about the prequels like there's so many moments where it's like yeah this is what a person would do this is this it's not justified it's not a good reason but i can understand it because i can understand the emotional feeling of how this person would feel in this situation and like i mean most movies have that but you know sometimes nowadays they don't but 
no i appreciate it i i love everything that kind of you know the story tell the story that they weave in this trilogy uh i just wish it was executed better man Agreed. like i just wish the execution was a little bit better the directing is a little bit more solid and like you said george had a few more cooks in the kitchen just to help him along there um because i think not just, I, not just I, a bunch of people saying yes n- not yeah not just a bunch of people saying yes to him because at the end of the day this trilogy could have been something really really special completely um but you know hubris and ego ruin everything at the end of the day <laughs> which is the whole point of episodes four five and six because well episode four they would have covered up that hole wouldn't have been a problem <laughs> there we go there we go um so yeah great trilogy trilogy great trilogy lots of fun i can't wait to get on to the the granddaddy the big the big trilogy of them all that'll be a couple more episodes to go oh exactly crack on to number four episode four i'll be good stuff all right right. uh so we're gonna wrap it up here for the night 15 yeah it's been a little while ethan where can people find you Oh goodness! This I At should always prepare. <laughs> I should prepare this more, but uh, actually, you know, right now, um, my answer is things are a bit up in the air. Uh, you can still find me on Instagram. I'm definitely there. Uh, there is my YouTube channel as well, Ethan R Hill. Uh, just I think links are below. Um, yeah. But right now, there are a few things that are up in the air that are getting worked out to find some of my other stuff. So, um. Yeah, honestly, I don't have much, but I'll have some updates hopefully in the next coming weeks. Slick. Um, yeah, how about you, Matt? Cool. You can follow me on Twitter at Storytellers, the number four, and then a capital L. It stands for Storytellers for Life, okay? They wouldn't let me fill up the whole thing, so I have to be Storytellers for capital L. That's where you can find me on Twitter there. Uh, it's from my new channel that I'm starting up here, Storytellers for Life, that's still in progress, but progress has been slow <laughs> the last couple of weeks here. Uh, but, you know, it's coming. It's coming. There's going to be some great stuff. We're talking about storytelling, going in depth about uh, uh, we're going to be going into different storytelling tools. We're going to be talking about character motivations. We're going to be going over different inspirational, motivational figures when it comes to storytelling uh, that are real and or fictional. So, you know, it's just going to be a great time. And again, it's just about being part of a community, talking about films and stories and just loving it. So that's what that's all about. You can find me there on YouTube, Storytellers for Life, or again on Twitter at Storytellers for L. Other than that, that's it for us tonight. We will see you guys later. This has been another episode of A Feast of Films. I'm Matt Black. I'm Ethan R. Hill. And we'll see you guys later. Have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye. So long. Toodaloo. And may the force be with you. That's like the worst one to like end with. It's like just like a bunch of drum beats. Da na 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 na